Hey, Muses. Welcome to episode 28 of the Melanie to Muse podcast. I am your host, Leslie Marie. In episode 28, we will be discussing how to cultivate meaningful and healthy relationships, both platonically and romantically. Now, before we start this episode, you're probably wondering to yourself, isn't this the same girl that told us a couple episodes back that it's important to maintain a low-key lifestyle and to remain single? Yes, I am the same one. And you're probably thinking that this episode is kind of ironic, you know, or counterintuitive, right? But I've been doing some thinking and some introspection, and it's come to my conclusion that although you're living a, you advise you all to live like a low-key lifestyle and to remain single until the right person comes along, in the midst of that, it's important to cultivate relationships, regardless of what status you are regarding your relationship. Um, whether you're single or in a relationship, it's important to learn how to cultivate meaningful relationships that will enhance your life. So without further ado, we're going to get right into this episode. But before we do, we're going to hear a quick sponsor message. Alright everybody, let's get right back to the episode. We're going to get right to the first segment, Have You Heard? So, I'm sure you guys are aware that we are still in this COVID-19 pandemic. We've been in it for the past two years, and over the past two years, life as we know it has changed dramatically, from work to school, even to social events, especially the pandemic has affected them all. Um, the pandemic has also impacted how we interact with each other. Um, before, prior to the pandemic, obviously we just have more face-to-face interactions, but due to, you know, the numbers of deaths and hospitalizations from COVID, we've had to revamp the way we interact with people we had to switch over to the virtual world and since we're come almost out of the woods yet we're still in that headspace where people want to work from home as opposed to going into work and some people still opt to still do events and things online in the midst of that it's been hard for lots of people to maintain friendships, especially ones that they have built over the years prior to the pandemic. Also, most people, I'm sure all of you, including myself, had experienced some sort of social isolation due to the quarantine guidelines and the mandate. And I can attest to you, being in the house for a long period of time is no fun. You lose touch of, you know, the world and what's going on. And you lose touch of your friends, especially. Um, For those of us that have been working, we've had no choice but to form situational relationships um, with our coworkers because those are the only individuals that we interact with in the outside world, um, aside from those we've interacted at home for an extended period of time. So that has also that has also occurred as well. And even though we're on the onset of 
having this pandemic eradicated completely, friendships and relationships are still going to change. And I know that hope this pandemic has probably made you and myself included rethink and reconsider the friendships that we've had over the years. I know I've done a lot of retrospection as well with the people that I've been in contact with and fortunately I haven't been the best when it came to contacting, reaching out to old friends, but you know, that comes with time. And you know in respect to them, they're busy with their lives, you know, they're trying to, you know, better themselves and I'm trying to better myself. And you know, it just comes a point in time where, you know, you and your friends and your colleagues or significant others are going to go in separate paths. It happens naturally. It's not really by accident. It's really done on purpose. So it will be hard to maintain close contact with those that you are in a relationship or friendship with. So, without further ado, we're going to go right into the next segment, which discusses the signs of what a healthy relationship whether it's romantic or platonic, looks like, and an unhealthy relationship as well. So, don't go away after this quick break. Alright, everybody. Welcome back. We're now going to jump to the next segment of our show, FYI, for your information. And we're going to delve deep into some signs of what a healthy relationship looks like. So, the first sign of a healthy relationship is trust. Trust really is like one of the important building blocks of a relationship, especially when it comes to friendships and romantic relationships as well, but any relationship for that matter. Trust is important. Um, to support this argument, there's this article from VeryWellMind.com which delves into what a healthy relationship looks like. It states, quote, research suggests that your ability to trust others is influenced by your overall attachment style, end quote. So our ability to trust comes from how attached or detached we are um, from people. If we feel as though that we seem kind of distant, we don't feel comfortable with our significant other or friend, then more likely we'll be able to trust them. And then it's vice versa. If you feel comfortable enough with your friend or significant other, you'll be able to trust them. Another point I like to add from that same article says, quote, building trust requires mutual self-disclosure by sharing things about yourself. As time passes, opportunities to test and evaluate that trust emerge. As trust grows, the relationship becomes a great source of comfort and security. End quote. So, like I said before, it goes back to my last point. There has to be a level of comfort and security in the relationship that will allow both of you to trust each other. But that takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes years and years of experience and growth to understand and determine whether that friend or significant other is trustworthy to you. Now we're going to go into the next sign of a healthy relationship, which is honesty. 
honesty is similar to trust. They're basically like siblings, brother and sister. If you can't be upfront and open and direct with your friend or significant other about a situation, they won't be able to trust you. So honesty is just being, like I said, direct, straight up with the person that you're in a relationship or friendship with. To support this argument from the same article, it says, quote, being open and honest with each other not only helps you feel more connected as a couple, or in this case, friends, but it also helps foster trust, end quote. So, Boo, like I said before, there has to be a good level of trust in order for there to be honesty. If you guys are able to trust each other with certain things, they'd be able to be honest with each other about certain things. To back up the same point from the same article, it said, quote, as the intimacy of a relationship increases, partners or friends begin to reveal more of their thoughts, opinions, beliefs, interests, and memories to one another, end quote. So as you all, as you both grow closer to each other, you'll be more comfortable to be more vulnerable with each other, to open up to each other about different things that are going on in your life. And like I said, in order for there to be honesty, there has to be trust. So you see how the two go hand in hand with each other. Now I'm going to get into the third sign of a healthy relationship, which is reciprocity. Reciprocity is basically somewhat to trust and honesty. It's a give and take thing. Basically, it's the equivalent of you scratch my back, I scratch yours. That's how it is. But here's what it's not from the same article. It says, quote, it isn't about keeping score or feeling owed the other person. You do things for one another because you generally want to, end quote. So you're not doing anything for another person out of obligation. You're doing it because you want to. And it's coming from the heart, not out of just obligation. You know? You do it because you care. So whatever you do, whatever nice thing you do to someone, they do it because they honestly love you and they care about you. Now, there may be some instances where they may do it out of obligation. And if they do that, then they don't care about you at all. So you kind of get where I'm going. Reciprocity, let's backtrack. First, you need to be able to trust each other. Once you trust each other, you better be honest with each other. Once you're honest with each other, then it's reciprocity. That means they'll be able to do anything for you um, in the drop of the dime, no matter what it is. They'll be able to go above and beyond to do anything for you to make that friendship or relationship come alive. So you see, you need trust and honesty to get reciprocity. So it's kind of like a really good equation, but there's more. The last sign of a healthy relationship is communication. Communication is probably the mother of all building blocks when it comes to uh, signs of a healthy relationship. If you guys are able to talk with each other, if you guys are comfortable to, you know, come together and have a simple, mature, simple conversation about anything, then what's the point of even being friends or lovers? So, from the same article, it says, quote, Research has shown that conflict can be beneficial in intimate relationships and serious problems need to be addressed, allowing partners to make changes that benefit the future of their relationship. End quote. So like I said, if there's some issue that's been going on in your friendship or relationship for a while and it's been unaddressed, 
one of you have to have the courage to kind of bring it up, even if the other person doesn't want to hear it. Someone has to be civil and mature enough to address the situation. Because if you guys aren't able to open up and talk about it, then it's going to breed discontent, resentment, and dissatisfaction in the relationship. So whenever conflict arises, one of you has to discuss it in order to come to a resolution. In the words of the late Alia Houghton from her 2001 hit single, We Need a Resolution, What's your problem? Let's resolve it. Speak your heart. Don't bite your tongue. So whenever you're having an issue with someone, talk about it. Don't just sit on it until it blows over because that's the worst position to be in. And trust me, I'm learning from that. So now we're going to go to signs of an unhealthy relationship, which is the exact opposite of a healthy relationship. So the first sign of an unhealthy relationship is basically what we talked about in the last, um, in the signs of a healthy relationship, the last point I mentioned, lack of communication. And from the same article it says, quote, being afraid to share your opinions or thoughts, end quote. So if you're afraid, if you're not comfortable with your friend or partner to address something that's been on your mind, then clearly that's a sign that the relationship or friendship has to end. It doesn't make sense on being friends or in a relationship if you're not going to talk to them about whatever is bothering you. It all goes back to the comfort level. If you don't have a good comfort level to share certain things, then clearly you guys are going to be at odds with each other. The next sign is codependency. <coughs> codependency is one person basically doing all the giving and the other person doing all the taking. It's an equal balance of reciprocity, basically. <coughs> and to back up this point from the same article, well, it's from another article from VeryWellMind.com that talks about codependency itself. It says, quote, Codependent relationships are thus constructed around an inequity of power that promotes the needs of the taker, leaving the giver to keep on giving, often at the sacrifice of themselves. End quote. It also says, quote, neglecting your own needs to put your partner first. End quote. And the last point, quote, feeling that spending time together is an obligation. End quote. We're going to talk about a relationship or friendship that kind of goes deep into that. <clears throat> so basically, what these points state is that codependent relationships are basically unequal. Unequal balance of give and take. We have one person who's completely adamant about having control of the entire relationship and wanting to make sure that there are partners with them every second of the day, hour, and minute. And you have the other partner that is willing to invest and lose themselves in the relationship in order to keep the other partner happy at the expense of their own happiness and so forth. That's not good. That's not good. I've seen too many examples of these type of relationships in the media. In real life, it's not healthy. It's not right. Both partners should have the freedom and the capability to enjoy their own autonomy and to not always beat up each other every second of the day. That's a sign of a controlling and possibly abusive relationship. One friendship that I like to delve deep into is um, the relationship between Will and Trey. Will and Trey, um, in case you guys don't know, there is a new reboot 
of the original Fresh Prince of Bel Air series called Bel Air. It's on Peacock. They stream it now. There's five episodes. But the very last episode featured, I guess, the fallout between Will and Trey. If you go back to the beginning of this series, in the first episode, it kind of highlights, you know, Will and Trey, how they're homeboys, they're both in Philly, they're both hooping. Um, a certain incident happens where Will's life and Trey's life is put in jeopardy. Somehow, Will gets a second chance to make a better life for himself by, you know, relocating to Los Angeles to live with his uncle and his family to better himself. Unfortunately, Trey is left behind in drought. You know, the first few episodes, Trey is constantly calling Will, and Will is making sure to reach out to Trey to make sure he's good because Trey's life is in jeopardy back in Philly due to a neighborhood kingpin who's out to basically kill Will, basically. <coughs> um, at one point, I think it's in the fourth episode, um, Will promises to bring Trey out to L.A. to see how they, you know, live and to maybe better his own lifestyle. Um, Trey comes out to L.A. Um, at first, things are going well. He's welcomed and instantly by um, with his family and Will. Will tries to kind of, you know, get him acclimated to the L.A. lifestyle. You know, first, things can be going great, but you could tell that an eventual rift will come between him and Trey. And after a while, during Trey's stay, he starts to kind of resent Will for this, you know, new lifestyle that Will is leading and living. And he kind of, you know, gaslights Will for bettering himself in a way. And what that shows me is that Trey basically is resentful of Will's success, he thinks that Will is basically a sellout because he had relocated to L.A., not knowing that really it was Will that practically saved Trey's life from, you know, prison time and possibly death. Without Will getting arrested by the feds, Trey would have probably been dead. But Trey fails to realize that, you know, Will has always been there for him. Will was always his go-to guy. Will was the one that, you know, was his cheerleader, his homeboy, his, his road dog. And what Trey real, doesn't realize is that, you know, without Will, he's basically nothing. Trey Lily, what I got from the dynamics of a friendship is that Trey basically was riding on Will's coattails. And Will was being hunted and scouted out by different D1 schools um, because of his basketball talents. Trey was right there. But, you know, and then even in the, in the bad times, Trey was there when Will's life was in jeopardy. But it seemed to me that now that Will is on the come up, Trey resents that. But Will knows that deep down there's a better life for him in L.A. as opposed to being back in Philly. And Trey seems to be content to live the old Philly lifestyle and not better himself. Will was trying to do him a favor and help him out by bringing him out to L.A. But Trey doesn't, you know, he didn't return the favor. Or he didn't, you know, 
receive it. He wasn't he was receptive of Will's generosity flying him out to LA because he was the one that was constantly calling Will to, you know, let him know his life was in danger and Will was reassuring him that, you know, he's cool. So in this essence, Will and Trey's friendship was basically codependent. And it may have been codependent from the start. It seems that Will was the giver and Trey was the taker in that sense. There was a, probably some moments where Trey was the taker. I mean, Trey was the giver and Will was the taker. But it seemed that Will seemed to be more invested in the friendship than Trey probably was. Trey was probably using Will as a, uh, as a means to get ahead. And now that Will is ahead, Trey resents that success. And it makes me realize that maybe they're friendship is on the rocks and that they probably have to part ways and it kind of happened naturally you could see that their lives were changing that they were slowly parting ways and it happened on purpose anyway so it goes to show that Trey really was never too friendly will but nothing more than just a codependent that's an example of an un of a codependent relationship in codependency altogether so the next well the last unhealthy sign of a unhealthy relationship is unhealthy power dynamics which goes back really to codependency they also are brother and sister anyway and to verify this from the other article that talks about healthy relationships it says quote unequal control over shared resources including money and transportation end quote quote lack of fairness when settling conflict end quote Quote, lack of privacy or pressure to share every detail of your life with your partner or friend. End quote. So, basically, an unhealthy power dynamic in a friendship or relationship is where one individual has the power and they are the dominating figure in the friendship or relationship, and the other person is either the enabler or the weaker individual. And they don't have the courage or even the fortitude to stand up to the dominant individual relationship and let them know that, hey, I don't like the way you dictate certain things. Um, have you ever tried this approach? And there's plenty of that. And that's not a good sign of a healthy friendship or relationship. If you are the individual that's making all the decisions for their friendship or relationship and the other individual is not, that's not that's not right. There has to be a sense of fairness. There has to be a sense of respect and consideration towards the other person's ideas. If there is not, that is an example of an unhealthy power dynamic. One example of this, um, I don't know if those of you that remembered from season two, I did a review over the romantic drama from Netflix, Malcolm and Marie, which basically is a great example of what an unhealthy power dynamic looks like in relation to Malcolm and basically was the dominating individual of Marie, who unfortunately was the enabler. And basically got the film, they were with each other, and you can see that it kind of gives a deeper insight on what happens behind closed doors when you know you are the epitome of what couple goals looks like and you have to succumb to the pressure of trying to a couple. So that was a perfect example of unhealthy relationship dynamic. And there's many other examples. So if you want to listen to that episode, I think it was episode 14 from season 2, you're welcome to listen to that and come into this episode so you can understand the context 
um, from where I'm getting this example from. But, yeah, if you or someone else you know that is in a controlling relationship where you don't feel that your voice matters or that your privacy is not respected or your autonomy is kind of in jeopardy, that is an unhealthy power dynamic and it has to be addressed. And I will put some resources in the description um, at the end of this episode um, in case you guys need help with it. So that is that for FYI. I explained all the unhealthy signs and healthy signs of what a healthy friendship or relationship looks like. So now we're going to go into the last segment of our show, Daily Musings where I discuss the importance of having and forming healthy relationships. So, all in all, relationships are essential to life, and this is coming from someone that's introverted, who's slowly but surely realizing this truth. But we all need each other, whether we realize it or not. We as humans are biologically wired to have relationships with each other, whether they are romantic or platonic. We need each other. You need me, I need you. Um, I know, I'm going to go with a total sidebar story. Um, I know for myself, um, over the years, especially as I got noticed, it's been hard to maintain close connections with people because I'm introverted. It takes me a while to open up to people. And I'm sure for those that may be introverted yourselves, based on their love for this poll, it may take you um, or from the poll I put on Twitter about introverted, extroverted, um, it may take you a while to open up to people. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, I know in the beginning, that we're just going to kind of chronic, we're going to kind of chronicalize um, my history of friendships throughout the year. So starting, you know, elementary school, kindergarten, primary school, I might as well just generalize it. You know, um, it's easy to make friends when you're small because, like, when you're a kid, um, you see the world basically through a rose-colored view. Um, you, it seems like a simple time. It's like it's easy to just go up to someone and say hi. You want to play as simple as that because from early on we're kind of taught low-key on how to network early on, and we do that by trying to become the playground, having plays, things of that sort. Fast forward to middle school, um, what elementary school? Then you have for, because I'm a girl, for those other girls, you have sleepovers, um, and we hang out at each other's house after school or something, and that kind of deepens the bond that you initially formed when you guys were smaller in primary school. By the time you get to high school, it kind of begins to mature and grow. And this kind of evolves into going out and going on trips to the mall and things of that sort and going to concerts and, and what may have you. And your relationship is kind of tested in a way because you guys are kind of on the cusp of adulthood. You're trying to figure out your life, and this is kind of the point where your paths will shift. By the time you get to college age, this is when you're in the big leagues now. This is where, like, you're about to enter the workforce. This is when you're about to make a huge life decision, whether you're moving to a new city or you have a really successful career of that sort. That's when your relationships or friendships are really put to the test. Um, you know, 
like all the circumstances that you experience in life will determine whether your relationship with your friend or significant other will, you know, eventually survive. And there have been times when, um, and I've witnessed there I've heard stories of people they've been with for a long time or friendships and they kind of fall apart, you know due to unaddressed issues that the other person in the friendship or relationship didn't address over the course of time and it kind of builds up the resentment the unspoken resentment or the unspoken words or opinions or beliefs that were not discussed they tend to kind of blow up in the other person's face after a while um and also as we get older the quantity of our friendships tend to decrease and the quality of our friendships start to become more important and it's something that I'm learning right now and like I said before this pandemic has definitely made me reevaluate the friendships that I had with people and I can't tell you how many times that my parents have asked me over and over again have you reached out to such and such from this school or such and such from there and quite frankly I said no and it's not that I do not care for them. It is because I am mature enough and aware to know that day. You guys are going to come up. I'm going to continue to support you. I may not be able to have time to reach out to you, but I still love you and I care about you. And hopefully one day we'll reconnect. I know um, one of my good friends from elementary school, I sent her a text. Um, you know, just wanted to catch up. It was actually a happy birthday text. And, you know, just telling her, you know, hey, let's catch up and things of that sort. At some point, she said, yeah, sure. You know, um... That's an example. You know, even though we haven't spoken to each other, we're going to pick up what we left off once we meet each other. So, another thing I want to say, just because you haven't reached out to a friend in a long time doesn't mean you don't stop caring for them. Sometimes if you love people from a distance, you know, that goes for a lot of a lot of people and a lot of um, relationships. you got to love people from a distance. Treat them with a long spoon. You know? Because as you go through life, your paths change, you know, and it may take a while for them to converge back together. It's part of life. Change is going to happen, so we just got to be aware of that, that life will change and relationships will evolve over the course of time. So it's just important that you just be mindful of the people that you allow into your life as well. That's nothing. If he's deserving because everyone's your friend and everyone's going to love you, respect you the way, you know you would want them to. So just be discerning about who comes into your life and, you know, make sure to assess the signs of whether your friendship or relationship is healthy or unhealthy um, by just, you know, following these list of guidelines that I've mentioned um, throughout the episode today. So I know I said a mouthful. Um, I'm going to pose a quick little discussion question um, at the end of this episode so we can further the discussion of how we can form and maintain healthy relationships. I forgot to mention this, but um, for season three this season, each month we're going to have a theme, and the episodes will coincide with the theme of the month. So this month was all about relationships and singleness because it coincided with Valentine's Day. Last month, the theme was about minimalism and 
goal setting because it was a new year and typically people make resolutions. Um, next month is Women's History Month, and those episodes will be focused on the contributions that women have made in society and throughout history. And then each month I reveal the next um, theme. So just wanted to let you guys know for those that weren't aware about the formatting of the season and the episodes, I just gave you guys a whole mouthful again right there. So that's all for today on this show. Thanks so much for hanging with me today. Your host is Lena Marie. Make sure to like and follow this podcast on all our streaming platforms. Follow us on all our social media handles, which will be listed below in this description. For business inquiries, please send us an email at melanie20.gmail.com. See you in the next episode. And also, another thing I wanted to mention is that make sure you do some inventory on yourself. Um, try to find out ways on how you can become a better friend. Try to, you know, sit back and ask yourself, have I been a good... Do a re-examination of yourself. Ask yourself whether if you've been a good partner or a good friend. That's also important because, you know, even though I've mentioned all these signs about what an unhealthy or healthy relationship is looking like, make sure to determine whether you've been the toxic individual in that friendship or relationship. Make sure you are not you are contributing to the relationship and um in a positive way so because more than likely like the downfall for most relationships and friendships is because of the person themselves they may have been the toxic individual and they may have been the cause of the downfall of the relationship so make sure you take some accountability yourself and do some inventory as well so yeah um I'm gonna quit rambling I'll see you on the next episode